This is Where I'm At, a podcast on health, wellness, and yoga. I'm Lauren D'Angelo. I'm a yoga teacher, writer, and a marketer, and I will be doing the interviewing of my teachers on this podcast. The important people in my life who have taught me and helped me and shaped my life into what it is today. If you listen to this podcast, you can expect to hear talks on health, wellness, yoga, and lifestyle. This is a fun, lighthearted podcast where my hope is you learn something new that you can take away and implement in your life. Plus, you get the added bonus of getting to know local yoga teachers and those in the health and wellness field in the Boston area and beyond. Today, I have my dear friend, Sarah Gottfried, um, here with me on Where I'm At podcast. And um, Sarah is a yoga teacher. She specializes in teaching children. And right now, she's currently in school for her um, MSW, which is a master's of science, you know, master's of social work. Yes. Sarah, thanks for joining. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about like your background, how you came into yoga, why kids, and then um, social work, which I, as you know, ask you a million questions about all the time. (laughs) So I have always wanted to work with kids and I, you know, babysat like so many other people do when, you know, you're younger and I had some health issues when I was in my junior, senior year of high school and my you know college plans kind of got sidetracked a little bit and I ended up going to Bridgewater State but I you know majored in social work mm. and the during that year I got really interested in yoga when I was sick in high school I, that's how I became invested in yoga but then with kids specifically there was a training at UPY and it was actually Kim Taylor and I remember um, emailing and asking, like, I don't have my 200 hour yoga teacher training, but can I still take the kids? And they were like, yes, of course. And I took it. It was a two day training over the weekend and I just loved it. I (laughs) fell in love with it. And then that was like kind of it. Like, and then I just started teaching and I reached out to schools and libraries and like, (laughs) you teach a lot for free at first, you know, you kind of like hit, you know, make your mark in the ground. And then just kind of like kept going. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You kept going from there. And then as I was taking my social work classes, I just realized how much they overlap, like social work into yoga and then yoga into social work. And it just, then when I graduated with my BSW, I was like, I'm going right for my MSW. So it's just, it overlaps so much in all of my classes, especially mindfulness. Just that term is just a boom word right now. Yeah. Oh, wow. I love it. We've had a chance Mm -hmm. together to work together to do family yoga together. Uh Um, I know that you do a lot of kids yoga at Universal Power Yoga, so, mm-hmm. um, and I know that there's a lot of children out there who absolutely love <laughs> love being around you and love doing it with <laughs> yeah. you, so, awesome. So, talk to us a little bit about um, the topic today that you and I discussed with yeah. regards to, you know, when you, you and I actually, we talked yeah. about having you on this podcast prior to COVID-19. Yes. Yes. to talk specifically about social work and how it overlaps with yoga, yep. but we're then all of a sudden the world evolved. Yep. <laughs> so yep. now you're here for a little bit of a different reason. Yeah. Um, and I think this topic is like equally as important. Right. Yeah. So I think I've kind of lightly shared my story with you and with people. Just, I struggled with disordered eating in high school and it was pretty bad. I was hospitalized and that's why, you know, I was supposed to go to school out in California and I ended up going to Bridgewater. I needed to be at home. Um, and so it's always with you. I always like to say it's not who I am, but it's a part of me. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I think right now with everything going on with this, you know, pandemic, we've been kind of blasted with exercising and eating. And it's like, every time I'm on social media, I see something and I, you know, people are trying to make money. People yeah. are out of jobs. I get that as a yoga teacher myself, I get that, you yeah. know, I've lost jobs because of this, but we we kind of, we, we do it to ourselves mm -hmm. with um, everything that's going on. And we create these rules for ourselves. And you, know, you see online, like people are like, oh, this is a perfect time to start this new diet. Or, <laughs> you know, you have all the time on your hands right yeah. now. Like, but really people don't like, yeah, we might have more time on our hands, but I know my mind is like yeah. spinning in circles. Yeah. Like, so the time that I might have is still being preoccupied. Yeah. It's me. funny that you said, you know, it's so interesting. I was doing um, some research this morning for a blog that I, that I'm writing. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I was researching about was that your mind right now is actually so exhausted yes. by being quarantined mm -hmm. that it's pretty much completely occupied by that, right? So right. a lot of the questions that I think people are asking themselves is like, I've, I'm home and I've mm -hmm. never had as much time right. in years as I do right now. How do I stay productive? How yeah. do I allow my mind to stay productive and my body to continue to like keep going? Right. And I think that, um, I think it's a combination of both, yes. right? Like it's a combination of like allowing yourself to mm -hmm. like feel how you're feeling and give yourself the downtime, but then also know that where that line is to be like, okay, like I haven't gotten off the couch in like it, two days. Is that right? Great. Like exercise is great for you. Like yes. I like yeah. that. It's part of my morning routine, but I just think we don't all have the luxury of home gyms. No and weights and things. I mean, yeah. those are like sold out of Amazon, right? <laughs> I know they are. It's I know. crazy. I know. So it's just, we have to, you know, I feel like I've been having to remind myself, like yeah. just because I see people doing these videos and I, you know, people are posting, oh, I did this, this, and this mm. exercise wise. Like I don't have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, it's just, it's hard. And people, you know, don't buy these things at the supermarket. Like you're just going to keep kind of going towards them, yeah, you know, like yeah, still, yeah. You stay on track with things and it's just like life is different right now yeah. and I think like our bodies are different right now yeah so talk a little bit about like pre if you could go back to like yeah. pre-COVID-19 how you operated on a regular right like how your day-to-day -day, um working through you know that your passive eating right eating disorder yeah. and like and how you find yourself operating now. Some of it's probably the same, right. but like just so we like can understand yeah. the difference. Yeah. So I think before I, you know, I, I belonged to a gym and I was going there very regularly, like probably five days a week. I go in the morning and I love taking bar and yoga classes or like those high intensity classes. Um, and I would do that. And now, and you know, I'd kind of, you know, eat my normal routine and I, you know, I'll be honest, I see a therapist and things and, you know, I, talk about body image and things that are, you know, bothering me. But every time that I went on social media, I wasn't as bombarded with exercise and food and nutrition. It was still there. I mean, it's always going to be there, but I wasn't as bombarded with yeah. it. And, you know, now it's very, I'm not going to the gym, obviously, and I'm not taking as many bar and yoga. You know, I moved back home with my parents and that's, you know, created its own host of things. So, <laughs> you know, you just don't, it's just different. All my classes for school are online. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, I have time, but I still have to like study and write essays yeah. and take these classes. Um, but I think the main difference is I'm not going to the gym. Mm -hmm. 
so that's cut down and I part of me likes going to the gym because it's a stress relief for me yeah and classes online they're, they're great but they're not the same yeah they're not the same yeah you know I like having a teacher there to like push me and like yeah. now that I'm home I'm like I don't really have to push myself there's camaraderie too right there's a connection with yes, people you see people yeah. yes yeah and yeah. then the other big difference is just the seeing everything on social media I've I've like for my own health I've unfollowed or just you know muted yeah. things because I just it makes me stressed out as somebody that's like struggled and it makes me question like I'm not doing enough I should be exercising yeah. and then I kind of go into this spiral where I like will over exercise yeah and compensate and then I feel just as bad before like it doesn't there's yeah. no yeah so I think that's an important thing to say to talk about right like there there is a possibility that you can over exercise yes. and and drive your body into mm -hmm. um a state where it's actually so stressed out that it's holding on right to you're right your cortisone levels yeah. actually excuse me cortisol levels yeah. actually increase mm -hmm. um you know your body holds on to tension and stress it's constantly in fight flight or yes. freeze um and even and and if you are trying to like maintain a healthy lifestyle it's actually doing the direct opposite exactly. of that yeah. right right and that's kind of what got me in over exercising was kind of got me into this mess in the uh, first place so it is a slippery slope for me where like i like exercising because it does help with my stress level but then at the same time like I could very easily go downhill if I, yeah. you know, so it's just this balance and it's just hard because you see other people and we, you know, we, we're humans. Like we want to like, you know, yeah. it's like keeping up with the Joneses. Like yeah. we want to like keep up and you know, you see other people like they're doing three fitness videos. Like I should be able to do that. But it's like, <laughs> I don't know, like it just, it's totally different. Before quarantine on a Sunday, I probably really wasn't doing anything. That was like my day to chill. Yes. So like, I don't, I just, because it's quarantine now, I can still use my Sunday to chill. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, cool. So, so and what about like nutrition wise? Mm -hmm. How are you handling like eating during this time? Yeah. Cause I think that that's another, like, honestly, like even jokingly, I've kind of said it too, cause it's yeah. true. Like chocolates become a food group yes. for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, like no shame about it, but like, yeah, for the most part, I, I believe my whole life is around this 80-20 rule, right? Like, so if I can do yep. the way that I would like it to look 80% yeah. of the time, exactly. I got to cut myself some slack 20% right. of the time. Well, I saw something this morning, somebody posted on Facebook, like, last night we had peanut butter cookies for dessert, and this morning we're having protein circles. <laughs> Right. And like, that's, I mean, I laugh because that's, it's true. Right. That's like, really funny. I, I've come to the point where every food tastes the same. Yeah. Every yeah. food tastes the same. Mm -hmm. Um, I think before this, I was a bit more strict with myself uh -huh. and kind of harsh with myself about, you know, only on the weekends, like, you know, you have one day where you can kind of, you know, go out for dinner, have dessert, that kind of thing. And I think, for me, this has kind of been a blessing in disguise, this quarantine, because it's kind of opened up this new world for me where it's kind of forced me to come out of my comfort zone with mm -hmm. my eating and like, you know what? I want to have ice cream and it's only a Wednesday, you know, it's Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't matter. Um, and I think too, like the supermarkets, like there's not a lot of things. No. So I don't, we don't have, you know, I don't have the, the, the flexibility just to be like, well, I don't want that kind of yogurt. Like, well, Sarah, that's, that's the only yogurt that that's there. there. Is. I know. So for me, 
with my eating disorder, it has, it's, it's been a struggle, but it has been helpful because it has forced me out of that comfort zone. Like what it's forced you out of, like what your mind is actually telling you that it, it has to be this particular way. Exactly. Like it has to be this brand and it has Mm. to be, yes, exactly. You know what? There's not a lot available right now. So you just have to go. How do you do that though, Sarah? Like, cause you know, there's, I think everybody has a little bit of that in there. Yeah. I do. I, yeah, I, I, of course. Not necessarily with food brands, but there are certainly things in my life that I'm like, nope, has to be this yes. way. And for sure, I have had to get as much as I can relaxed about it. Yeah. But how did you, when you first started to know that like, yes, I have an eating disorder and yes, I need to handle that within me, yeah. right? From an emotional standpoint, right. what are the skills that you taught yourself to really allow yourself to be like, okay, you know what? It's not that brand of yogurt because they don't have it. So right. I'm going to go with this one this week right. without it. Like, yeah, really having a large effect right. on your mood yeah. and how you feel yeah. like it, sending yeah. you into that spiral. Right. So I think I always have to kind of remind myself even to this day, like I don't want to go backwards. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be where I was at. I mean, I was the doc, I was dying. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what the doctor said. So I kind of have to remind myself, like when I get that, you know, kind of bad voice in my head, like, well, I don't want to go backwards. I don't want to be there because I was missing out on friends mm-hmm. and family. I was tired. I was moody all the time. I, I it was every, my whole life revolved around food. Mm-hmm. And I think I just have to kind of remind myself about that. And I can not all the time, but, you know, most of the time I can kind of snap out of it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, for, for me, it's always just been reminding myself. Yeah. I don't want to go back to that place. I can't, you know, pursue a career in social work. I can't help others if I'm not healthy myself. Yeah. So when you find, and I think that that's true, and I think that that's absolutely amazing. Um, you know, I think it speaks to the strength in the mind that you have cultivated, mm-hmm. right? The resiliency that you have. When you find on days where you're trying to convince yourself, not convince yourself, but you're trying to like, be like, no, that's not what I want. I don't want that direction. I want this direction. And your mind, you just can't. Yeah. What, what, what do you do then? Yeah. So I worked with, um, a nutritionist who, when I was really sick and, um, I'll just text her. Mm. Oh, you do. That's what I'll do. I'll text her and she'll, she'll, you know, she'll tell me, Sarah, stop it like enough and she's very no I need somebody who's direct yeah um because like even though I go to school for social work and I should know how to like train my brain like I can't I'm human yeah so I I text her and she'll you know she'll she'll tell me how it is and she'll tell me to stop yeah every every aspect of life is that way by the way like Mm -hmm. it's so you know I have a um a robust past career in marketing Mm -hmm. you know and I I do marketing for large brands and I have for a very long time. Yeah. And even when it comes to my own personal Lola yoga branding, there yeah. are times where I'm kind of like, wait, how should I do this? Yes. <laughs> right? So you need to like, yes. you always need that Somebody. outside right. source. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And she, I trust her and she'll tell me how it is. Yeah. So you still, after all these years, mm-hmm. you still oh, reach yeah. out to that person and yeah. you still... And when you look back, and this is actually something, again, I was writing about just this morning. I think one of the things that we all have to realize is that we all have 
something in our life, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's some, something mm-hmm. that feels probably equally painful, mm-hmm. yeah. equally burdensome, equally like when you look back, you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Different circumstances yeah. for all of us. Right. But I think everybody for the most part yeah. has something like that, right? Yeah. And so one of the things that I was thinking about is when you're going through it, uh-huh. it feels like you're never going to get out of it. 100%. <laughs> when it's happening, people around you that you trust and love are saying to you, you're going to get through it. Yep. And when you do, you're going to be stronger and more resilient and you're going to learn so much. And to be completely frank, I think at the time you want to just kind of be like, oh, you want to slap it in the face, right? I, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't believe you. Screw you. Mm-hmm. You have no idea how I feel. Yes. Right? Like all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that we have to also take a look at COVID-19 that way to some degree. That's true. But we're all going through that at the same exactly. time. Right, right. right. So we all are having a moment where we're kind of being like, I, we don't know when it's going to end. Right. This is something I've never experienced. Mm-hmm. It feels scary and dark. Yep. Uh, we think we're going to get through, but we don't know when. Right. But if we can compare it to a, an example in our life, like you're comparing it to, right. right? You do get out of it. Right. Right. You don't know where the light is at the end of the tunnel, right? We don't really know when all of this is ending. We're getting very mixed dates with everyone Mm -hmm. but there yeah there is something how when you look back right like when you Mm -hmm. do have those moments like when you look back what do you what do you see like what do you think yeah um I was sad I wasn't myself I just Mm -hmm. I wasn't Sarah I always say that I like I lost a few years like I you know I didn't go to my proms I didn't do go to senior events I didn't have some you know huge graduation party I I lost so much and I don't want to lose any more in my life. Um, and so, yeah, I just, and I was, I was sad. I was going to doctor's visits every week and fighting with my parents and mm. just, I, yeah, I couldn't see straight. I was like, I'm, I thought I was, you know, yeah, on top of the world, but I really wasn't. <laughs> I mean, like, I think like, Oh, I'm still, you know, doing everything I need to do. But I was, I mean, Physically, I was withering away, and yeah. mentally, I was too. Yeah, but were you still operating at a pace, like with regards to work specifically? Yes. Oh, this, this yes. is where I can totally relate. Yeah. To oh, you. I never missed an assignment. <laughs> I got straight A's. Still, that was all. I was at the hospital one night, and the doctor said to me, "You, you know, people die from this." And all I was worried about in my head was that I had an exam the next day, and I need to study. That was all I was worried about. Yes. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? It's, yeah, crazy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's like the sick part about it. Like I was really was like very, very sick. Yeah. You know, I was having to have my heart, you know, checked every week. And yet I was only worried about making sure I, you know, passed my vocabulary exam. So I know that, um, I mean, I know you really well and mm-hmm. I, I can so relate to what you're saying. Cause mm-hmm. I am actually, I, right. my work ethic is completely that way. I get anxious. I was actually telling a friend, in the previous podcast, Corinne, actually, I was saying there that like my anxiety spikes at 10 PM almost every single night because I think about, I have to go to work the next day. I have to wake up. I have have stuff to do. I got to get to bed. 
if I can't sleep or if I'm having a sleepless yeah. night, my anxiety is just like through the roof because right. I'm thinking about my responsibility the next day. And I don't really, I mean, my life is really good. I don't have a ton of responsibility. Right. Um, but so I can relate to what you're saying. How do you, how do you see it differently now? Like, do you, I know work ethic is still yeah. super important right, to you. Right, right, Um, but is it like, if you had to miss an assignment, if you're mm -hmm. ill or you're not feeling well, mm -hmm. do you still see it the same? No, it's different now. Um, I would say, especially starting my master's, mm -hmm. my, my internship specifically, where I was really hands-on with the kids. And I think my focus really shifted. Like, yes, the grades are very important to mm -hmm. me. Like, they always will be. But yeah, I've skipped classes a few times this yeah. year. I yeah. haven't, you know, probably could have written a better essay, but I, you know, I think my, my focus really shifted when I was with the kids and even for my eating disorder to seeing these kids who we've all been through trauma in our life. I'm not going to minimize anyone's trauma, mm -hmm. but like just seeing them and like, you know what? I have to get a good night's sleep because I have to be there for them mm -hmm. tomorrow. And if that means not doing the paper tonight, then I'm not doing it. Huh. Um, I think it's really been the kids and even yoga too, like, especially the tweens, like when I'm teaching them, like I am horrible at practicing what I preach, but like, I don't want them to think about their bodies the way I have or the yeah. way I do. And so I think it, it's been the kids. It's been my, my kids students. <laughs> and then the students that I was working with this year, especially they just, they shift, they've shifted my perspective uh -huh. on kind of life and just the bigger picture. And, <laughs> And if, you know, yeah, if I don't get the grade, the grade I want, then like, it doesn't matter. It's not going to make me a bad social worker or a bad yoga teacher. Like, it's just life. Yeah. Yeah. And when you, um, I think that's such an important, like, the outlook is just incredible. Isn't it amazing how mm -hmm. that speaks to human connection so yes. much about how you're, how you're seeing the kids and you wanting to be there for them, right. um, you know, it, it, it's so, it's such an act of service, right? Yes. Like you essentially are saying, what I'm hearing you say is, I want to stay well and healthy yeah. and take care of my physical body. So that way I can be for, mm -hmm. I can be there for those kids that I, I know need me and that I want to make a difference. With. Right. Right, That's exactly. like incredible. <laughs> Just so you know, I love you even more now that I didn't already love you enough. Um, okay, cool. So talk a little bit about um, what you want to do with social work yeah. when you are done. Like, yeah. are you, are you hoping to focus on kids with eating disorders? Is that, is that going to come back in your life? Yeah. So for me right now where I'm at, I don't want to focus on eating disorders. I like when I was really sick and even now, like I've never gone to an eating disorder support group or anything. It's just, that's my personal opinion. I, that's a trigger for me. Mm. And right. I don't want that in my life right now. In 10 years, that could totally change. Sure. Um, but for me, no, I would, you know, I graduating this summer and I want to take my exam and I'd love to, my internship is at a residential setting and I'd love to, you know, pursue that a little bit, but I would love to open up my own practice and maybe tie in the mindfulness and yeah. yoga. But for me right now, like keeping, like having them separate, but still complement each other works. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it's still this huge buy-in, I think, with yoga and mindfulness. Um, like it's still there and it's gotten a lot of momentum, but I still think there's like this buy-in from it, which, you know, yeah. it surprises me and you. Yes. Think, but yeah. there is this buy-in part of it. But um, yeah, I just, kind you, of, I'm kind of, 
I was such a planner in my life. Yeah. Like, and I, I still am, but I'm tr I try now, like where, whatever happens, it's happening for a reason. So yeah. wherever I end up, that's where I end up. I'm going to learn something. And yeah, <laughs> it's so true. It's so, what, and what about, um, so when you take a look at like where, what's happening right now in the world with, yeah. with COVID-19, I mean, I think we've talked a little bit about how, you know, it is in so many ways, um, we are all working through trauma mm -hmm. to some degree yes. right now, right? Yep. We can kind of define this on the spectrum. It's going to be different for all of us. Mm -hmm. When you take a look at your past trauma of, of an eating disorder yep. and COVID-19 and what's happening right now, yeah. how, I think you've talked a little bit about the struggles on, around social media and right. kind of, you know, having to get your mindfulness in check, yep. right? Not yep. wanting to go backwards. What would you say to other people who are listening that maybe it's a different type of trauma? Yeah, you're right. But have experienced trauma and are struggling with like parallel feelings, exactly. right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. What would you say? Like, what, what are the tips that you would tell them? Yeah. So I'm, I'm a very firm believer in that everything happens for a reason. That mm -hmm. it is teaching you something, whatever that is. Um, and that I, you have to really just take it one day at a time. <laughs> yeah. And I think that as fast as my eating disorder came on, it went away that fast. Huh. And I think it's the same thing that's going on right now. Like COVID-19 came on so fast, like mm. out of nowhere. Like I don't think anyone could have predicted that it was going to, you know, no. spiral like yeah. this. But just as fast as it came on, it's going to, people, we're going to go back to normal, yeah. whatever normal might be. Um, but those are my two things, like the, just taking it a day at a time um, everything happens for a reason. And I think finding one or two people that you can go to, you don't have to have this huge support network and, mm. you know, they're just one or two people. And I, you know, my one or two people, I don't really even talk to them about my eating disorder. I just talk about life. Like sometimes yeah. I just need to shift and yeah. talk about something else. So it's just, yeah. Yeah. Distracting yourself. Distract. Sometimes distracting yeah. yourself isn't always a bad thing. It's true. To an extent. It's true. I, I could not agree with that <laughs> anymore. Right. I think probably a coping skill for me that I have learned, and I, I think I found it through coincidence, is that when I am having anxiety or I, I was talking about, I had a, a panic attack a couple weeks ago, uh -huh. uh, specific to COVID-19, yep. and I immediately have to get somebody else on the phone yeah. to help yes. just... I'll literally call somebody and I'll just say, as soon as they pick up the phone, I say, just talk. Yes. Just, right. And, and they're like, uh, and I'm like, no, really, you just, <laughs> just need to like, yeah. tell me your day. Yeah. Like, and as soon as they start to tell me about their day, mm -hmm. it's like, I can feel yes. my, I can feel everything just like, whew, yeah. like come right back down. Mm -hmm. Um, so I do think that just, you know, allowing, getting the strength in your mind to, focus on something right, else exactly. and um distract yourself even if it's just for a minute right some people will go to the breath and i think that that does right, work exactly yes tv a walk yeah heck, booking anything yeah it does it does really make a difference you for just, sure yeah. um okay what else so let's see what about social media <laughs> are yeah. you staying off of social media how do you handle it yeah so i mean if you're like listening to this and you're like you probably should just not go on social media and it's just like 
it's just not realistic. Yeah. I mean, I think we all, like, at night when I'm in bed, like, that's really what I'm doing. It's, like, yeah. how I get tired, like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so, no, I'm not, like, going off of social media. I have, like, muted some of the people that are just kind of, you know, too much for me or just unfollowed them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, sometimes when I'm scrolling through and I see something, I just kind of quickly scroll away from it. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm not going to go off of it because it's not realistic yeah. for me. For me, it's not realistic. Yeah. Um, because even after all this things, quote unquote, go back to normal, it's still going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so if that's for me, that's, that's not going to help me with anything. Yeah. Because um, for the rest of my life, I'm not going to be social media free. No, right. Right. Um, and sometimes I'll make posts or things and just, you know, like gentle reminders, I like to call them, just about like, just being cautious. It's not that you don't have to post it. It's just being cautious of it. I think that's an important point too, right? Because it's not, you, I believe you are a yoga teacher, right? Mm -hmm. So like you, and you do enjoy working out and moving your body. And we all recognize that that movement releases oxytocin in your body, in your mind, the hormone in your body that does make you feel good Mm -hmm. and happy. And the neurotransmitters of, you know, serotonin and and dopamine all happen when you are moving your Mm -hmm. body. So you recognize that like the people that are, that are doing exercise or whatever, their intentions are well and yes. good. Um, especially right now with people trying to make money. Like I mm-hmm. get that. Like I'm trying to take people's classes so I can, you know, support them in any way that I can. I think, yeah, it's just being cautious. And mm-hmm. I think, and, and maybe really when I'm posting that I'm doing it for me. Yeah. Like, so I can read it and just be like, Sarah, you know, you don't have to do what they're doing. Yeah. So sometimes it is for me and, you know, it just feels better to kind of post it out there and get that validation. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think something too is my, I guess going back to the, my workouts, like my workouts really didn't include a lot of yoga since I started grad school. Once I moved and I stopped teaching adults, especially, I really kind of like lost my vibe in yoga. Like I just, yeah. I don't know, maybe because I was doing it so much and it just felt like it wasn't fresh or new. And yeah. since I've come home, that's like all I'm doing is yeah. yoga. And, yeah. and I love it. Like yeah. it brings, like you get that like yoga, like face and just that like <laughs> high, right? Like yes. you just, and so it's, yeah, it's kind of been nice. Mm-hmm. I think everybody has their kind of ins and outs and ups and downs. You yeah. know what I mean? So what about like specific to body image, right? So yeah. you've talked a ton about working out mm-hmm. and I think that the, the automatic um, thought is mm-hmm. that if you work out a whole bunch, mm-hmm. your body will look the way that yeah. you want it to look. Yep. Where the reality is 80% of the way your body functions is actually based on your diet, right? Mm-hmm. So w- talk a little bit about like body image and how you work through that, mm-hmm. especially now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's like a huge thing that I like have not been able to kind of work through like to this day because just it, mentally it's like a lot to to have to like deal with. And sometimes I'm like, I don't want to deal with that yeah. right now. Like I would rather just keep thinking the way I do about myself than have to like confront it face on. But it is something that I'd like, have gotten tired of pushing out that I am trying to work on it. I think like, you know, that kind of experiment where like, it's like draw yourself mm-hmm. and right. Most people would draw like themselves huge. Like you always think you're bigger than you really are. Yeah. Um, and I, 
you know, I kind of mentally do that experiment in my head sometimes. And I think what's helped me with body image things is I just like, I kind of, when I buy something, I just cut the tag off of it. So I don't have to like look at the size because honestly, every store I shop at, I'm a different size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I've cut tags off of things and I try not to like look at parts of my body that aren't like don't make me feel super great like when I'm you know getting dressed in the morning and you know you want to make sure everything matches and things like that um but for me and somebody who struggled with an eating disorder I know that no matter what weight I'm at I'm not going to be happy because even when I was at my lowest I still wasn't ha I still looked at myself in the mirror and was like you are heavy like you need to lose weight So for me, and that realization has come in the past few months, actually, and I kind of have to remind myself about that. Like when I find myself like feeling like I need to overexercise or not eat something, it's like, Sarah, it doesn't matter what you look like. I am not ever going to be completely happy. Uh So I, for me, it's finding just acceptance with my body. Mm. It's not so much like, oh, love your body. Mm. It's just like, this is who I am. Like, this is my body. It helps me go to school. It helps me take yoga, right? It helps me teach. It helps me talk and things like that. And that, you know, my body is serving its purpose. And yeah, I just, so for me, that's been the thing is just realizing it doesn't matter what I weigh. Mm -hmm. I'm not ever going to like love it. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, I don't know many people who openly say, I love my body. Like there are a lot of books, like how to love your body, but it's really about just accepting your body. I think, right? Like just accepting. <laughs> and it also, I think you said it so, so clearly too, right? Like it is, it's not necessarily, it's one aspect of actually who you are, exactly, right? right? Like it's just, it's the external mm-hmm. of what is internal right like so the inside of being able to go to school being able to connect with people being able to communicate exactly there's so much more than just the physical right yeah look and I think that like COVID-19 has really kind of instigated it is because I'm not as busy Hmm. like I purposely you know make myself busy so I don't have to think about yeah those negative thoughts and I don't have to deal with you know my eating disorder thoughts and now you I can't like I can't just say Sarah just go to TJ Maxx and schmai around like you can't do that so I'm forced to kind of deal with it Mm -hmm. in a way and it yeah it can get really tiring sometimes and that's when I start to get anxious like when is this all gonna end like I want (laughs) to just go back to like keep putting it off but in a way it's that's why it's been like this blessing in disguise because it has forced me to Mm -hmm. do it because there's gonna be times in my life where I can't just make myself busy yeah I have to deal with it I am it's it's been a silver lining for me I was Mm -hmm. telling a friend this morning that I think one of the things that I have realized I actually was telling my mother last night too Uh I think one of the things that I've realized is that I, um, I really enjoy downtime a whole lot more than yeah. I ever thought that I did in the past. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it's and I true. was telling my mom, I was like, don't get me wrong. Like I love my life exactly the way that it was prior to COVID-19. And I'm so incredibly grateful and happy that the way my life is today too. Yeah. I just, if I had to choose, I actually would choose the way that my life is now a little mm-hmm. bit more because okay. I, I feel like my mind and my brain mm-hmm. have had a chance to really, truly decompress, yeah. which tells me that prior to COVID-19, mm-hmm. I was just maybe a little bit too maxed too out. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, I feel like if you, 
do have the time to allow yourself to work through the things that you need to work through mm -hmm. when the world decides to open back up you might be a little bit more like cleared out no i it i think yeah 100 you know what i mean able to hold the space a little bit more because you're like you know what i've dealt with my shit right exactly <laughs> exactly right because when the world does go back like things are going to start to pick up yeah. and, and then I might not have as much time to do yeah. this. So this is like the time to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else do you want to share with us? I think that we, you know, we beat ourselves up a lot of the time. I know like I beat myself up all the time. Like, Oh, you shouldn't have been in this. You should have done this. You should have studied hard, you know? And I just think like, especially right now, there's people saying you, Oh, pick up a new hobby, do a new skill. And it's like, but now it's not always the time. Yeah. Like you aren't like we talked about in the beginning, like we might not be as busy physically, but mentally and emotionally, we're yeah. probably busier. Yeah. Yeah. And so now is not probably the greatest time to like pick up a new skill because yeah. then when things do go back to normal, then you're going to have that on your shoulder too. Like, <laughs> Oh, I just learned how to knit and now I don't have time to knit. <laughs> right. Like it's just things like that. Like I, I had like the first two weeks of all this, I was like, I'm going to learn Spanish. I've begun to learn Spanish. <laughs> I signed up for Duolingo, you know, like kind of kept going through it. And, and then literally two weeks later, I was like, why did I make flashcards with all that? Like, I'm not going to do that. I did. I ordered the flashcards from Amazon and, and now they're just sitting there like, oh, okay. I did that. I, I was telling you, I was like, <laughs> I'm going to make my, my little sister. I was like, yes. she is you know, a home ec teacher, essentially, like totally knows how to sew. Right. She's amazing, right? Like knows how to bake. Yes. Knows how to, I, I can bake too, actually. Denise, if you're listening, <laughs> I can bake too. But, you know, knows how to bake, knows how to cook, but the sewing thing. Right. So when this whole thing happened, I was like, I'm going to make masks too. Me too. I'm going to do it. I went to the store. I got a bunch of fabric. Long story short, yeah. I ended up making moon water instead. Right. I just, <laughs> my earthy crunchy exactly. right. started playing with essential oils. I was like, this is so much more my speed. Yeah. I shipped her all my fabric the other day. I was go. like, listen, little sis, you go make masks. I'll make my moon water. Right. This is a happy little partnership. It's so true though, right? Like, yeah. True. Like, I feel like I felt like a little kid, like who like gets this new toy and then literally two days later, it's like in the corner, but it was like, Sarah, you knew you weren't yeah. going to like try and yeah. learn Spanish. I mean, totally. Come on. Totally. I love it. Like you buy all the fabric, like, yeah, I'm going to have all these masks. Completely. I'm going to make a business. And it's like, what I, 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 I never sewed before, but I'm going to go That's exactly right. Like, totally. It's like, what am I doing? It's so true. Yeah. I'll stick to the moon water. Yes. So, <laughs> all right. So, um, I always like to ask my yeah presenters, like who, who are your teachers? Mm -hmm. Who are the people that when you look back, especially through that time, but like even today mm -hmm. that have gotten you to where you are now? Yeah, I think so the nutritionist that I would see her name is Julie Starr and, and she's out of Roslindale and she has a yoga studio and you know a nutrition business and I really I always credit her like I don't think I would be where I am if it weren't for her um, I trusted her she you know she met me where I was at mm. and she just we clicked like it's it, it is it's who you click with mm -hmm. um so Julie you know above and beyond and I, you know, I started yoga at UPY. Mm. I was driving with my mom down route one and I was kind of like looking for yoga during that time. And I, my mom's like, Sarah, there's a yoga studio right there. <laughs> and you saw like the UPY sign. And I'm like, 
what? Like, because at the time it, it was brand new. Like, you yeah. you know, people didn't know about it. And I was like, oh, and I, you know, went online. I saw Bill's beginner class on noon, at noon on uh, Saturdays. And I took his class religiously because it was like an hour where I really didn't have to think about food and exercise. I could just be there. Yeah. So I, you know, I credit yoga overall, but, you know, specifically that studio and, and mm-hmm. you know, the teachers there. And, mm-hmm. and that was really where I started yoga and it just kind of evolved. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I, and I didn't know that about Julie, actually. That's, yeah. that's great. Mm-hmm. She has a studio as She's well. A, so her studio is called Star Yoga, yeah. and it's yoga in bar. It's right mm-hmm. in um, Roslindale. And yeah, Julie's just, yeah, yeah. I love her. Yeah, yeah, she's great. Okay, and then what is your favorite quote and why? Yeah, so my favorite quote, I learned this in my kids' yoga training, and I end all of my kids in tween classes with this, be kind, be true, be you. Mm-hmm because I just think it's so applicable, like just, mm-hmm. especially the be you part. Like I think, you know, we're always trying to like be better and better, but just be you. Like we all have so much to offer. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Well, th- I'm so happy that we had a chance Me to, too. I know that this is not always like, I know that this particular topic of eating disorder yeah. is probably really hard to talk about. Um, You know, I think that there's definitely like a vulnerability that comes along with it. Right. Mm -hmm. And just talking, it's just like mental health. I feel like we have that same conversation around mental health. So, you know, I really applaud you and appreciate you coming on. I'm so happy. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Anytime. Um, Yeah. So thanks for being with me. I appreciate it, Sarah.